This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing these funds. There is now a Dwayne Mandrusiak Legacy Fund to support amateur football. Dwayne left a mark on so many players, both with the football club and with minor amateur players. You can donate to the fund with a one-time or a monthly donation at ecfoundation.org slash funds slash Dwayne Mandrusiak Legacy Fund for Amateur Football. Or you can learn more about the ECF at ecfoundation.org. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. Turf District Podcast. district where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton football team and the CFL. We are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. And I'm Andrew. I'm super fan Mike. And I'm Commissioner K. Do you feel better this week than having Mike back there, Commissioner? Yeah, okay, it's good. more of a routine now. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's pretty it. funny to listen to. <laughs> He's like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Dead silence. Oh, what else is new? Oh, wait, it's my turn. Yeah. Well, welcome back, Mike. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> glad you're feeling better. It's, it's, I'm glad I'm feeling better too, and it's it's good to be back talking football again. Yeah, uh, we were saying it on the YouTube live. You miss one show, and all of a sudden, it's a month since we get to talk. So it's yeah, a little weird. Much. <laughs> little little strange thank goodness you know we've got some cookies yeah oh thank goodness for co- oh janelle had uh cookies and i bought some and so we ended I up in a small small little gathering of uh the super family and then uh, uh morley scott dave campbell jt west uh and myself and of course janelle and sean and uh, it was nice to just kind of hang out with some people yeah. and yeah what's that and I was there with Jedi, but yeah. I said super family. The super family. Oh, is that you. what we are? That's what you are. Oh, oh, sorry. We have a name? You know what? I should have told you. That's what we call you guys in our house. <laughs> the super family. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So it's. So I was super, thinking super friends. Oh, yeah. So it's, oh, it's super, super fan Mike and then the super family. And that's uh, when, oh, we're, when we talk about you guys, that's how we refer to you. Nice. So, so hashtag super family is now going into title of the podcast. That's going okay. in. Perfect. Uh, now, did everyone get their curling fix in the last week? Like don't my hair? No. Don't everybody talk at once? Oh, come on. Nobody watched the Scotties? Come on. All right. No, actually. Fine. Well, 
I did see uh, our good friend Ed, uh, the penguin, on the curling show, which was kind of cool. Uh, oh, that's he was cool. On there with his little uh, hat that looks like one of the curling stones, and it was, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. So nice to see friendly faces. That was uh, that was fantastic. Uh, usually in this portion, before we get into the show, we talk about what we're watching. But this week, I thought we'd shake it up a little bit and talk about what we are listening oh. to. So uh, any new faves or new finds that have been kind of grabbing your attention? Uh, yeah, actually, I've got a few. Um, thank goodness for Spotify keeping track of that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I've got a lot of different kind of stuff I've been listening to a lot lately instead of just, you know, old music from, you know, 40 years ago or more. Um, one thing Which I really isn't discovered... old music when you think about it now. Like, oh, it's I not know. old music to me either. Mozart, no. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so someone I started has discovered last summer. Uh, and I reconnected with again because she was on Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago was Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, okay. Uh, sort of a indie singer songwriter. She's got really great hooks in it. Um, kind of reminded me originally a bit of Metric, uh, oh, who's okay. a band out of Toronto who I love. Um, she has an album called Punisher and, and she played her song Kyoto on Saturday Night Live. And it just, I'm like, oh, I, I, I got to pull her stuff out again and listen to it. So, oh, that's awesome. Uh, so that, um, a, a country singer, oddly enough, who did some non-country stuff. Oh, okay. A guy named Sturgill Simpson. Okay. Um, his stuff is very traditional country-ish, kind of thing, a modern version. But he had a song called Sugar Daddy. <laughs> and it's sort of this bluesy, swampy kind of stuff. Uh, it's got a real Black Keys kind of feel to it. Oh, okay. So I thought you'd like it a lot. Um, and then halfway through, it sort of switches to this really energetic kind of just like right in your face kind of thing. Uh, he had another album called Sound and Fury, which is very similar kind of style, but okay. everything else is country. So oh, when wow. I first heard it, I'm like, I got to find this guy. <laughs> and then for something really different for me is uh, a guy named DJ Shadow. He's a producer Ooh. who did this um, sort of hip hop kind of track called Nobody Speak. Got a really great beat. And I'm like, I've heard this before somewhere. Okay. And it's uh the the lyrics are not kid friendly. Okay. <laughs> um, good to know. Good but to there's know. an instrumental version out there. Um but it's a it's a 60s recording of this French uh, singer guitarist named Caterina Valente. Okay. Uh doing Old Man River. Oh, really? And it it's her playing guitar on the intro and throughout the entire song and I'm I was just going crazy trying to figure out where I'd heard it before. Oh, that's and I'm cool. like, yeah, that's really cool. So, yeah, that's kind of some of the stuff I've been listening to anyway. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, how about you, Commissioner? Um, I don't really listen to the radio, like, at all, ever. So I don't know what's new and hip with the kids these days. <laughs> um, so I don't what's even old bother. And hip with the kids? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I listen to. I just have it on my, like, classic rock and let YouTube the... What is it? I don't even know if it's YouTube Music, I think it's called, that I oh, okay. have. Because yeah. they, they bought out Google or whatever, however that worked. So, yeah, I I don't know. I usually just listen to a lot of classic rock. Um, I'm really digging Def Leppard right now. Nice. Um, Animal's one of my favorite songs. I put it, like, on repeat. Nice. So You just there's scored that. major points with Leanne. Because <laughs> that's her favorite. Oh. <laughs> that's one of her favorites as well. Well, I mean, like, there's so many amazing uh, uh, artists from, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s, even into the, like, early 90s. But I'm definitely more into, like, the 70s, 80s classic rock. 
I friggin' love ACDC, Guns N' Roses. Anytime they come on, it's just like crank it up. I friggin' love CCR. Oh my God, they're one of my all-time favorite bands. So nice. I just have like my classic rock or on repeat my playlist. Um, although I've listened, I've been listening to a lot of The Weeknd as well. I really like him. I love Blinding Lights. It's so like that is good throwback to eighties. I love it. Um, it sounds like a like a rejigged Michael Jackson song. Like it that's, does completely. Just, yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, completely. Well, his um, one of his is it. I feel it coming. Yeah, is, is almost absolutely. identical to. Yeah. I thought it was Michael Jackson at first. I was like, "What the heck? Yeah. Oh, conspiracies are alive." <laughs> um, well, he was into new so, faces. I mean, anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So that and um, uh, I don't know. I just like a lot of old songs, like my old clubbing days too. A little bad and nasty dance music. Not as bad and nasty as it is now. My goodness. <laughs> Not even close. Yeah, but yeah. Um, All right, then. I, I also like a lot of instrumental stuff. Um, a lot of uh, soundtracks and scores. So oh, okay. there's three that I really like. The one is Epica. The other is Epic Score. And the other one is Audio Machine. So they do a lot of like fantasy type soundtracks i would say like it oh, just cool. reminds me of dragons and swords and it's magnificent nice. so if you ever want to get into like a vibe of fighting a dragon or like use your imagination definitely check out one of those three or all three because they just have some amazing music wow kayla's D suggestion music that's awesome oh. I've, I've seen a concert where they had a dragon on stage and swords and everything else that was fun yeah. I saw. I want to ask you what concert that is, but I'm a little worried. What is Ronnie it? James Dio? Oh, Ron, okay. Oh, that's actually really good. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw Star Wars in concert. That was awesome. Anthony Daniels hosted it, and the orchestra played while some of the scenes from the Ooh. movies, like, Ooh. played on the big screen. It was so cool. And Anthony Daniels, I lost my crap. Like, oh, no. Fangirling so hard. <laughs> awesome uh that's awesome uh well i have a couple that i've been checking out as of late um i got introduced uh just uh, again one of those apple music just play something like this Mm -hmm. um but but my cousin then introduced me to a band called the blue stones and they sound kind of like a mix between the Black Keys and 21 Pilots. Like it's uh, oh, yeah. it's an interesting combo. Uh, the song that they that I first heard was called Spirits. And now I've got all of their stuff. And they have a new album coming out here in March that Spirits is on. And it's a fantastic tune. And I, I really like them. Um, I've been getting ready because in April two of my favorite bands are releasing their new albums, Royal Blood and uh, Greta Van Fleet. And so each of those have a couple of tunes off of their new albums out and they've been really good. Uh, And then one that this is a little bit different, but for some reason it just grabs me a lot. Um, So the band is called Tones and I, and I I think they did a, a, I think they did a song Dance Monkey. I think they did this a little while ago. Oh, no. But they have this newer song, and it's actually called "Fly Away." And just for some reason, just the the her voice is perfect in that particular song. Like I, I 
I, for some reason, that one just really appeals to me and is outside of what my normal is, which is this kind of hard, rocky, alternative stuff that I usually like. But, uh, but so the, is so Dance Monkey. Genre. Oh, yeah, Dance Monkey's way out there, too. But that's not oh. one that I, I didn't really care for that one nearly as much as I like no. this other one. So I did, style of music? I did hear it a lot, though. Um, Very dancing. Yeah, very dancey. Yeah. But Fly Away one? is no, the Fly yeah. Away is more it's almost like a um like a ballad almost. Oh. Yeah. Um and it's uh yeah, but I I actually really like it. It's a good one. I just looked it up on Spotify. So Fly Away's had 69 million streams. <laughs> Holy cow. Dance Monkey has over 2 billion. <laughs> Whoa. With a B. All children. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. Thomas is half of them. Oh so. I, yeah, my yeah. Oh yeah, my kids thought that song was amazing. So I'm like, Ugh. anyway. Well, that's good. That's a good way to kill ten minutes of a podcast. There Let's we go. Now that we <laughs> should we get to talking some football. And speaking of football, that's right. Yes, let's let's go to football. Um, so joining us this week um, as a very special guest, he's a former Edmonton football team player, and of course, just recently retired. It's number thirteen wide receiver Ricky Collins Jr. Thanks for joining in, and welcome to the Turf District. Hey, glad y'all had me on the show, man. How y'all doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. And as it turns out, our weather up here might be better than yours, even though you're in Texas. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say y'all weather definitely better than mine right now. <laughs> do you have do you have power and everything back now? Or are you back Are you back in your home space? Yeah, we're back at our apartment, man. We uh, we went without power for a whole week. That was crazy. Oh my goodness, that's that's nuts. And and it's funny because just they're so not used to having that type of weather down there that it. I'm sure that it was like the whole place was like, what is going on? <laughs> Yeah, everybody everybody definitely was uh kind of in a frenzy given the fact that we're Texans and we're getting some Canadian weather, you know? So <laughs> that's the best way I can say it. And Ricky's like, it's okay, show me the football field. I'll show you how this works. Yeah. I, I got this. Right. I got this down. Right, that's, a, that's the thing. Like, when it was going on, man, I was driving. I was driving because I had to drive it in Canada. So I'm look, driving, looking at people like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm all good. Yeah, this is normal. This ain't nothing. That's right. Exactly. Uh, now, Ricky, four seasons in the CFL. Um, one, of course, in the right shade of green, which we'll talk about more. Um, total of 2,400 yards over that span. Uh, kind of what, what was the deciding factor to, to retire now? Oh. Uh. The size factor. You want one or you want the the whole shebang? Oh, we'll take the whole shebang. <laughs> so, so one of the most important factors of me retiring was the fact that I have a family. I have four kids. I have a wife. And, you know, we, we have animals, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, just given the fact that life don't stop, you know, mm-hmm. I understand that. I mean, I am a pro football player, but at the same time, the CFL had to understand that I am a pro football player to have a family. Mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day, I don't care how much money you make; you still need to have to be make. You still have to be making some type of income. You know, like I don't care who you are. If you're not making income, you're not comfortable. <laughs> Absolutely. And even when you are making income, you're still not comfortable. Right. So that's. That's one that's one factor and then another factor was that you know uh 
I felt like it was just time to be be home with my family, a full throttle, you know. Like I had to, we had to leave the kids over here six months of the uh, out the year, just because I had to go to Canada. It's hard to transfer uh, kids from school to school, really from country to country. Yeah, because you got two different metric systems they have to learn. So that was another key factor, man. So it was really a family thing, and then me being able to know what the next thing was going to be for me and having answers for myself and my family. Makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those are great reasons, right? Family, I think is important to all of us. So I don't think there's a single person that doesn't understand that. Right. So we love when we talk to players uh, to kind of go back to the beginning um, of like your journey in football. So who introduced you to football and when did you start playing? Man, my oldest sister, my really? older sister, yeah. Wow. Shout out to my sister today, like man. Yeah, she uh she introduced me to football. I remember the first football team I played on. It was the Tyler Raiders. Uh, it was uh, it was a Pop Warner team, man. I it was my first first and only year playing Pop Warner little league football at that. Because I was, at the time I was growing up as a baseball player because we grew up in the country, you know, and that's when my dad played. He was well known for playing baseball. So. Um, like like I said, my sister she introduced me to football, man, and then ever since then it's been it's just been what I love. Oh man, that's awesome! That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, how did she get into football then? Man, I I have no idea. I know her um her her husband at the time he was a big a big fan of football. He uh played football in high school. And, you know, just like our family members and stuff, we were a big football family, but we thrived at other sports, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> I love when chicks are into football. It's just awesome. <laughs> um, so, obviously, now that your experience with, like, Alberta weather and going to M Texas and having the snowstorm, you're like, no sweat off my back. But what was it like first coming up to the CFL after playing in Texas AM? Man, my, it was, so I'm going to skip straight to the cold weather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my first game in Saskatchewan at that, my first cold game in Saskatchewan, I had to check myself. Like, do I really want to play football this bad to be this cold? <laughs> you know, it was it was just it's just crazy. Y'all know how cold it get out there, man. It's yeah. it's brutal. It's it get real brutal out there. So I mean, it was a um, it was a culture shock. It was a life shock, and it was testing my manhood. But I, I mean, I think I fared pretty well. I I'd say you did very well, but I I mean I think every any time you get in that type of cold, it tests all of our manhood. Just so that you know, yeah. it's, it's it's cold. Like there's yeah, there's we're all well aware of it. But um, so yeah, you you started in Saskatchewan, and then went to BC, and then of course to the Double E. So um, what would you say was the biggest difference between each market as you went through each spot? Man, to even give you even more info, I actually went to minicamp with Winnipeg oh. in 2016. Okay. And got cut after rookie minicamp. Really? But because I did not know how to waggle. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, yeah. me coming up from the South, I'm like, bro, I don't know what this waggle is. What is this? Like, <laughs> put me on the line and just let me play football. So, you know, like, just that um, thing 
signing, going to sign with Sash, man, it was it was definitely different, bro. Like it's it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. That's all I can say. It was crazy. Well, in Saskatchewan, I mean, I know it, a lot of it has to do with, I mean, they have a rabid fan base, um, yeah. which I'm sure that you uh, got to experience on a number of levels, <laughs> both good and yeah. bad. <laughs> but uh... great, great, and then terrible. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> They're with you, winter tie. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> so, but when but when you go to like BC. Of course, mm-hmm. now you're playing indoors, but again, a little bit uh, smaller fan base at this particular moment. Then you come back up to Edmonton and you have, you know, a, a, the giant stadium that you're playing outdoors again. Um, did that play a big difference to you playing on the field? Oh, uh, not in, at the end of the day. No, it didn't. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to go out there and play football regardless. So if, if it's one fan out there, if it's 50,000 fans out there, because if you don't make production, that's your job. <laughs> so it don't like at the end of the day, it don't matter who understands. What are you gonna do? So at the end of the day, it was one of those where football is football wherever you go, and that's how I look at it. Wherever I go, that that's how I looked at it. Football is football. This is what I came here to do. Fans, I love you. I love you. Wherever I get, wherever I'm at, I love you. If it's two, if it's one or two, or if it's thirty to forty, thirty to forty k, you know, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah. i really like that about you when you were here because i know you, i'd see you talking with fans and stuff and that's n- not all the guys do that so it's nice to have that connection no nah, for sure man and, and i pride i took pride in going to talk to the fans like before games after games uh when they when i'm if i'm me and my family walking down the street if we're in the store because I, I grew up in a part of town where we didn't have stuff like that i couldn't afford to go to pro football games when growing up Mm-hmm. So to see the kids that could afford to go, even though you're there and you can afford it, it's still something that you're lacking. So I want to brighten your day. And that that right there, that if just one pro football player going to brighten their day, like, wow, now my whole week is made. Forget the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, just little stuff. Just go and shake somebody's hand, ask them how you're doing. I think I can tell you from all three of us that it doesn't matter how old you are. It still brightens your entire week. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that's part of why I'm such a big fan is when I was, you know, 40 some odd years ago, (laughs) we had a a guy from Edmondson come to our school and he, he was like six foot five and, you know, 270 pounds. And he was the most gentle guy with the kids because he just really understood that these kids are going to grow up to be the fans buying your jersey and all that stuff. So uh, it's always appreciated to see for sure. So you talked about uh, production um, and you clearly had a pretty good connection with Trevor Harris there going over a thousand yards for the first time, getting over 1100 yards. Um, Did that come easily right away at camp or is it something that sort of built uh, in the first couple of games? Um, in camp, it took us, I say about a good week, you know, the first week we, me and Trey, we had to understand each other's uh, knowledge of the game for one. And then we had to understand what he was thinking of me and what I was thinking of him as far as how is he going to react to this play on the field against this defense? You know, like this, we had to be in tune. So we had to take about a week to get it through with that. Um, and then even though throughout the season, we were still learning stuff about each other, even though, even though we knew exactly what we needed to know about each other to make plays. So 
it was one of those where uh, me and Trill, we clicked, and then we clicked even more. You had some pretty big games. I'd say you clicked. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially that that home or that first game. Didn't you have like 175 yards or something in that first game? Oh, yeah, the home opener against uh, Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like wow. They, that, they seem to get each other. That's pretty good. <laughs> I have and a question that – oh, sorry. Go ahead. When, when you have that sort of relationship or connection with a quarterback – when a play is going on and say like the, the the play that's called is kind of falling apart, so you you do another play or whatever, is it more like a, a feeling like you feel that the the quarterback's gonna go to you? Like is it just like that weird reading of each other? You just know you have that feeling? Yeah, prime example. Um we're playing Saskatchewan at home and uh, our first offensive play on our first offensive possession of the game. I catch a uh, seam pass. I take it 66 yards. I knew the ball was coming to me, but this the fact of the reason I knew and the reason Trev knew it because they they rocked and rolled their uh, defense. So as soon as they did that mid-play, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the ball right now. And lo and behold, he threw it. Because there definitely has to be, like, some sort of, like, cool intuition. Like, of course, you, it takes talent and, and skill and mad practice. But I always watch you players, and I'm like, there's got to be some different sort of connection down there. And, I mean, I would just crack completely. If, if the first play broke down, I'd be like, I give up. I'm running away. Like, I can't do this. It's too stressful. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we definitely have plays where it just it's just bad, you know, uh, I mean, that's part of football. That's even part of life. You know, some days are just bad. But you have more good days and you have more good plays and you have bad days and bad plays. So, you know, you just got to you just gotta learn how to weigh it out. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Um, well, now, after such a great year, um, of course, we have to take the year off because of COVID. And mm-hmm. uh, we all know how that, that hit everybody. Um, what did you do with your time away from the game? Um, so my time away for a game that, that year, I started a, a nonprofit called Raw Demons Inc. And with that, I teach kids how to be a receiver on and off the field. I teach them how to be a man, a young man on and off the field. I teach them how to, um, be poised, you know, like, cause nowadays in, in what well, this era that we live in, you have to have poise on and off the field. You have to have poise doing whatever it is in life. So I teach, I actually try to teach them more life lessons than football lessons as far as watching film and stuff like that. It's fine and dandy to watch film, but if you're not a good man off this field, what are you? Awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. that's that's great. I know uh, my son's play was playing uh, Little League football, and um, – you, that was one of the things that their coaches always said too, right? It's like, it, it's all good. I want you to play well and I want to teach you how to do this play. But I also want you to do your homework and I want you to listen to your parents and all those types of things. And it was like, it's such a huge role as a coach to uh, to help on that side of things as well. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you know, so even throughout this time of the COVID situation, I started a, a travel 7 on 7 team. Uh, it's called Route Demons, uh, Route Demons 707, and how I do it is that if you get in trouble at school 
or if you're failing, you cannot play that tournament or the duration of however long you're in trouble. Like if you're suspended for two weeks, you can't play for two weeks. You know, so I I try to keep my hold my kids to a high standard just because it's teaching them life lessons. Because you never know when you graduate and get out of high school. If you make the wrong choice, you can go to jail. Yeah. You know, you can like you can be something bad and terrible can happen to you. So I try to teach them life lessons like that. I think account yeah, accountability is one of the the greatest lessons any of us can learn, and it never stops, right? But exactly. if you can start it at a young age like you're doing, wow, their lives are going to be ten times better than if they didn't meet you. Exactly. Oh, that that's fantastic. All right, let's talk about a little bit about your. EE teammates for when you were here. Um, who would you say is the the fastest of that receiving core? I was. I knew that was going <laughs> to I just lobbed that softball right up for you. I knew that was going <laughs> to No, we uh, – no, nah, but on the, on the cool though, we actually had some speed. Um, Tavon is actually faster than what people give him credit to be. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Let's see, me, Tavon, uh, Kenny, Kenny uh, Stafford, he's definitely faster than what people actually think he was, you know. I mean, of course, Jonesy, we had uh, Christian Jones at the time. He's fast. So <laughs> we had some speed. <laughs> awesome. Uh, who would you say is the funniest out of the group? Hands down, Christian Jones. Really? Really? Yes. I would I, yes. really. Okay. I was I was waiting just for Ellingson to come up there, but that's <laughs> So Greg, you have to understand Greg. Greg is hilarious, but it's a different in being hilarious and difference in being Christian Jones. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, trust me. Okay. So one is funny and one is a personality. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> that sets it up. Um, who is the best dresser? Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but besides me, man, we had we had some flavor in the uh, receiver room. Are you talking about the receiver room or? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm all right. I'm just gonna keep it to the receiver room. Uh, so best dress would be me, obviously. <laughs> obviously. And then um, Kevin Elliott, big bro, Kevin Elliott. He had some fox on. Okay. Uh, DeVaris Daniels, he could dress. Okay. Uh, Jonesy could dress. We all could dress, honestly. Just sum it up. We could all dress, honestly. Okay, and what about outside the receiver room? Outside the receiver room, I'd have to give it to... Ooh, let's see. Outside the receiver room, man, I have to... Lucky might have to give it to my boy uh, Kelly. The outlining, man. Really? He just because it's just he's just different. Like it, he's not trying to be too much. He's real calm and laid back dressed. <laughs> so that's the O lineman. D lineman. I'm going with uh Mondo and Kwaku. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I kind I kind of figured uh, Kwaku might go up that list a little bit. I know he 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 pays attention to clothes. I know he does. I thought right. some of those linebackers might be in there too. Uh, linebacker wise. Knox, Santos Knox. Yeah, yeah. Ah, he had some fossil. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, who's the best singer on the team? Because we know you all sing together. <laughs> the best singer? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Jonesy would try to sing twenty four seven. 
Okay. He would literally sing twenty four seven. Um <laughs> I think I think my boy Shy, you know, Shy oh. Ross, I think he uh he mess around and uh try to hit a little note here and there or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta ask him to do some of that now. Yeah, this is this is great fodder for when I get to talk to them later. It's fantastic. Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate that. Um <laughs> Let, let's let, let's go broader again and go back to um, some of your favorite memories. Um, what what was your kind of favorite memory of your time in the CFL? Um, first, my the, my first reception in the CFL because that was my first professional catch, mm-hmm. even NFL or CFL. So that was that was that's definitely number one. Uh, number two. My first hundred yard game. Sorry, guys, but it's against Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, we're aware. We're aware. <laughs> so that was that was number two. Um, number three, my first playoff game, man. It was we went uh, in BC. We went uh, went down to Hamilton. It was cold. It was cold, bro. Thirteen degrees. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 13 degrees so that was that was number three and then of course me getting a thousand yards like that was those are my top you understand my top four so that's that's uh, yeah that's that's fantastic well um i know we asked you on the youtube live but uh just because our fans are some of them just listen to the show instead um if you had to pick the next team name what would you go with uh, like I said on the uh, live, it would be either the Empire or the Elk. Okay. Okay. And now, would you say Elk or Elks with an S on the end? I mean, it is a couple of players on the team. It's more than one. So <laughs> I have to say Elks. <laughs> I know. It's just an ongoing battle that we have. We have to, yeah. Anyway, either, whatever. I'm pretty sure that's what it ends up as anyway. Um I do want to thank you again, Ricky, so much for joining us and taking some time out of out of your day to to chat with us and and tell us about some of these history moments and things. Um, now, people can follow you on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, yes, they can. Um, Twitter, they can follow me real two xs on Twitter, and then on Instagram, they can follow me at three underscore gully. Fantastic. Now, I saw you had uh, a. a brand and a logo that was actually done by our, our podcast brethren there, Greg from the, the Piffles podcast. Um, are, are there, do you still have items with that available? Yeah, I definitely have items with, uh, with that logo available. Okay. Do we find those just on the same spots? Uh, you can. And then some, I know some people, they DM me trying to get the gear or whatever. And like what I do, the gear that is sold, it goes straight towards the nonprofit. Oh, That's fantastic. Awesome. That That is awesome. Well, I hope you are not a stranger to being up this way, even though I know it's cold. In the summertime, it's nice. Uh, and if you're ever back up this way, uh, let us know. We'll definitely uh, catch up with you, man. Not for sure, man. I'll definitely be up there probably this season, honestly, to nice. catch a couple of games. We hope so. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we hope so. Uh, thanks again, Ricky. This was fantastic. No problem. Thank you all for having me. This is Jamie Elizondo, head coach of the Edmonton football team, and you're listening to the Turf District Podcast. Well, that was a fun interview. Absolutely. Yes. What a great dude. 
Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad he, he offered to come back and give us some football insight during the season. So we'll we'll definitely have Ricky back because he's, uh, he's a fun guy yes. to talk to. Yeah, that was a blast. So chill. So chill. Absolutely. Let's talk about uh, our team. Uh, we did have some signings since we uh, last came. Now, before we dive into those too deep, Mike, what did you think about uh, the Edmonton football team and free agency? Uh, I... I t- I think we filled a lot of spots that we were like positions that I was hoping we would. Um, Obviously, you know, when you're like, okay, we need a running back. And then all of a sudden (laughs) they signed James Wilder Jr. It's like, oh, oh, well now. (laughs) I would say that kind of fills it. Um, The only thing I'm still not 100% convinced on is linebacker. Mm -hmm. But we've got, you know, some guys already in the team and we signed uh, an international linebacker recently, so... Yes, exactly. We'll see how that goes. Yes, and we'll talk about him in, in just a second. So, uh, yeah, just because we got we missed you uh, last time, I just wanted to right. hear what you what you kind of thought of that. So, I thought it was funny. I, I know I said it on the pod, but we were we were <laughs> texting you and I like now we just need a running back. Well, there's your running back. Okay, here's your running <laughs> yeah, back. Okay, missed that one. Okay, good. Uh, now we have signed seven players since we last chatted, uh, or sorry, even more than that. Actually, we signed seven players just from the 2020 draft, which was uh, yeah, all but one really. Exactly, and the one that we didn't sign is going back to school. So that was right. uh, that was okay. So offensive lineman Tomas Jack Curdela, um, who oh, was fourth crazy. overall, and I I think that plays a role in not having Matt O'Donnell right back. Yeah, it certainly doesn't hurt. I mean, we, we've got a couple and we'll be talking about another offensive lineman in just a second. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's just it is we have them. Plus we've got another draft coming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, defensive lineman, Elaine pay was 13th overall is now signed on linebacker, Malik Tyne defensive back, Alotadon Akatepi. I'm. Well, I think I'm. I'm. I'm getting my best guess there. We're, that's a guy we're going to have to talk to at camp to get that <laughs> yeah. that uh, pronunciation properly. And what's uh, his nickname? I, I yeah. There's oh. kind of, uh, Akatepi. We got to have something there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I got to see him on the field. Uh, offensive lineman Chris Gangarosa. I think that was the one you were talking about that we took in the sixth round. That we tend to get all of our steals in the sixth round, and I think this For guy sure. was another one of those possibilities of being just that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a big boy, and he. I was very surprised he dropped that low. Yeah, for sure. Uh, defensive lineman Rossini Sanjong and uh, running back Mitch Reaper. So mm-hmm. we did have uh, that. That's a, a good class of guys coming out of just 2020, and we've got another draft coming up. So uh, now we also signed international defensive lineman Deontay Holden. International. Uh, this is the linebacker uh, Keyshawn yep. uh, Bearia. Bearia. Yeah. Bearia. Okay. Yeah, I was I was going to stumble over that one. I knew I should have spelt that one phonetically. Okay. Uh, international defensive back TJ Mutcherson and international defensive back Debion Renfro. Um, so now Debion is an interesting name. I like that name. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the first to wear our colors. So. Yeah, probably, yeah. He's yeah. not one of the dairy eye, that's for sure. No. No, no. <laughs> I've uh, had a lot of Debions. I will admit that when I first opened that up, I saw Renfro and I got a little excited that it was Justin. Right. <laughs> like, like, oh, sad face, but that's he's right. a little smaller. Just a tad. <laughs> yeah, just a tad. Yeah. Did uh, you say where these guys were from, sorry? 
Uh, I'm sure it did, but I didn't write it down. How's that? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so, fair enough. Uh, Bearia was U Washington. Um, okay. um, Mutcherson was Central Florida, and I think Renfro was Texas A&M, just the same as Ricky. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Look at that. Yeah. Well, we know that some of those guys turn out well, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. I, I mean, I think at this point, the these are all guys that are in the running for the Jimmy Gaines award. Like, that's really what this is. Like, No question. Yeah. I, I think that this year, when it comes time that we do have camp, we're going to make the Jimmy Gaines award a lot more special. We're going to be naming beforehand who would qualify for said Jimmy Gaines award. And the winner will win one of our brand new t-shirts with an extra printing on it that says Jimmy Gaines award winner. Oh, I like it. See, I think, I think, I think we need to put a little more power into the Jimmy Gaines award. We don't give enough. Paul Reckner deserves better from us. And so we are going to properly do this. Oh, yeah. I mean, training camp, that's part of the fun of training camp is coming up with the new nicknames. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> There's already one for Rodney Smith, um, just due to an yes. autocorrect error that our friend Linda had. It's Rodney Smooth. <laughs> Love it. Apparently, he approves of the nickname. But does he? Oh, did so, he actually? Yeah. Fantastic. Rodney Smooth. Well, I guess we got to line him up to get on the show now. Yeah. Yes, sir. And title it Rodney Smooth should be fantastic. oh yes yes all right i hope he has that silky voice like uh dave Campbell. anyway he must. oh my that i really need to stop okay um now we are still of course waiting on the new name uh of the team but an interesting article came out uh last week that i want to talk to you guys about from jason greger he had a few things to say calling it a bit minor league that the team just didn't get the name out there sooner um, and kind of get this done and rip off the Band-Aid is one of the things that was in there. Um, I want to know how you guys feel about that. I know for myself, uh, when the announcement came that they were dropping the name last year, I, in my mind, I didn't expect them to be announcing a name until right before training camp. So what, am I way off base there, or does that seem right, or or what do you guys think? No, I mean, I hate when people say it's minor league, but the, the Washington football team gets passed because it's NFL. <laughs> right. Mm. Well, and it's, like, and they're going to take longer. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. They're going to play uh, two full like, seasons <laughs> under a no name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been involved in branding a new product and, and you don't just be like, oh, well, people want to know. So we got to put it out. You put it out when it's right for you. And when you're able to maximize sales, like it's expensive for them to change the name. And if they just put it out now, they're leaving a lot of money on the table because you're not getting walk-up people buying your new shirts, your new jerseys, your new whatever, pennants. Do they still make pennants? I'm old. Um, uh, no. So, you know. They better now. Yeah. They don't have any stores that are open. Right? right. When the stores are open and people are going and buying the stuff. That's when you drop the name because it's going to be hot. It's going to be on everyone's mind and they're going to want to go get that stuff. They don't want to go to a website, especially when you have a lot of older fans out there that aren't very comfortable putting their credit card information online, for instance. So they want to do it the old fashioned way, go down and buy it. That's when you're going to maximize it. So if I got that reference right, you said they need to drop it when it's hot? Oh. (laughs) No. Okay. 
<laughs> I did give enough lead time on that just to see how you that did. Goes. Okay. All right. Kayla, what well, do you think? floated too long. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't care what people say anymore. I'm just, you know, everyone's going to have opinions. It's really easy to dog on something that's been dogged on for the last two years. And why not just add to the beep pile? You know, <laughs> I think it's just a really easy take to have. Yeah, I and guess that's fair. I, I honestly just don't care. I really don't give a flying anymore about these opinions that really just don't actually matter. And right. Mike's right. Like why that's the smart thing to do is drop it when it actually is hot and people want to are excited about it. And what is the rush? You have this extra time. Like if you're that impatient, maybe try getting another hobby. I don't know. Yeah. Snoop doggy super fan. That's all I can think of now. So that's uh, <laughs> perfect. I right? get that a lot. Yeah. That's, Did you just that's like nice. drink low on your chair too? What's that? <laughs> I feel like you went drop down. Yeah, the 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 uh, thing that raises and lowers it is broken, so it just keeps dropping on me. <laughs> like, you're slowly losing Mike out of picture. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, there we go. Yeah, uh, uh, sitting at the table of of a show that had to go through a rebranding, and obviously, I'm we're not a professional team. Like, uh, I mean, well, we're pretty good, but we're not a professional team. But the amount of money and little things that need to be changed. I I actually would turn around and give the team credit for trying to do it all so that it, it's all done right when the time comes to announce that it's not what I, what I wouldn't want to have happen is, okay, so here's the new team name. We're going to be called this and you can get your new shirts in three weeks. Like why? Right. That, like that's, you know, like it's, and 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 I I say that because uh, I know we're still waiting on our new shirts, but still, right? It is, but that's <laughs> the thing, right? Is that it's yes, we did. We we came back, but when we came back, we wanted to make sure we had the logo set up. We had the you know the the 100%. social all switched over. We wanted to make sure that things were ready to rock for you know when we're doing YouTube and those types of things. We've got <laughs> logos in the right place and and kind of get in our own mindset and, and be ready to, to deliver that same message under a different name. So I, I actually was going to give the team credit for get taking the time to do it properly and make sure when the time comes that there's lots of stuff for us. Cause that's, I mean, for a lot of us, we're like, okay, well announce and I've got my fund waiting to go into the Esk store to right? replace yeah. my stuff. Right. Or the elk store or the whatever it is. Oh, I guess I should say that. Yeah. The, Edmonton football team store. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. Uh, force a habit. <laughs> anyway. Double E store. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, that's what they're going to call it online, right? The double E store? Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, they could call it the Snoop store because they dropped it when it's hot. <laughs> You're welcome, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted the pause there. Uh, There's my gin. I'm going to walk up to the store and start saying, like, drop it like a top. <laughs> Just go up to the counter, slide your MasterCard over, like that's right. That's right. Bob, you're now I need some time. gin and juice. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> 
we all need gin and juice. Doesn't matter what time of day that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we do have a possible kind of positive note to talk about this week. Uh, the yes, CFL and the CFLPA, uh, they have their return to play plan going easy for me to say, uh, ready to go out to the governments across Canada for review. Um, I, I think that that's a positive step. That's definitely a bigger step than what we had last year. Yeah, and they're working together, right? You have the league yeah. and the associ- players association working together because they realize how is how important it is for both of them. Mm-hmm. And I think being organized as opposed to last year where they were making proposal and the the association had no idea what the league was doing and vice like you have to be united and you have to go to the government and say here's what we're going to be doing and here's how we're going to do it. Right. And I, I like, actually, because I was reading there for the first time ever, I think the commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, is going to be actually at the CFLPA um, you know, a, a, AGM. So I thought, wow. He will be for the first time as a as an, uh, um, commissioner. He right. was there when he was a player rep. Yes. But I and just I'm met, like, I don't think commissioners have ever gone to the AGM. Nope. And that's where that, this is, that's kind of, that's another showing that they're working more together and that that to me is a is a good sign it's a very positive sign yeah um, now i know that there was a, a couple of tweets out there i think it was yesterday saying that the oilers entertainment group is looking to get some fans back in and yes. um <clears throat> they actually have sent a proposal into ahs for approval uh for me um what i really liked about that was maybe this means that this is a step towards how could we do it at Commonwealth? If you can, if you can do it at Rogers place, then can we adapt a lot of those things to then have it run at Commonwealth? So that, that was exciting to me. Yeah. It's a much bigger space, right? So mm-hmm. you have a lot more room to spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things you're going to have to work on because most people, if they have season seats, it's, you know, between the, the right. goal lines. Yeah. Whereas, you know, there's going to be people that are going to like, you're going to sit in the end zone, but right. even though you're paying for a, you know, a bronze ticket or a silver ticket or a gold or whatever, you may not get to sit in those sections if you want to go. Right. So I don't know how they're going to have to deal with that. They, I'm sure they've got some ideas already tabled, but um, if you're paying for a super platinum ticket, you're not going to want to sit in the bronze section. Maybe who knows? Yeah. So tough to say. It'll it, be that might be the person who's like, well, just get me in the stadium. Like if, if I'm one yep. of the 5,000 that can get in, I, I don't, I don't really care where I sit. I just want to be there to watch. Like maybe who knows? Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and maybe that's how they'll do it. Yeah, if you're willing to, then you can go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Just hearing "return to play" um, is a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel for me right now. I like the mm-hmm. pause. That was good. <laughs> it was a good effect. Excellent effect. Thanks. <laughs> um, I, I know we we talked about it a little bit last time, but. Um, because this is all kind of coming and we've, we've heard a bit more from the commissioner. Do you, I, the consensus to me seems to be that we're going to start later in the summer or, or towards September. Um, do you think that the league would play a, two or three games without fans and then build up to having fans all the time? Do you, do you think that that's one spot that they would actually look at? Well, that's kind of just what I was thinking actually overall is if they're going to start the season halfway through, like say Labor Day or something like the back of my mind is always, okay, well, what if 
you just start without the fans and see how that goes and not have to sacrifice any games. At least it's going to get started. And then we don't have to cut the season completely short because it's going to suck having half the time, but at least we have football, but it's just going to take that extra step to see if this is going to work anyway. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like what time hasn't been doing anything this last couple of months. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm over, I'm over everything. I'm over life. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. But I just, if if it's not going to change now, is it really going to change in the future and how? And like, I guess depending on with vaccines and stuff too, and and guys coming up from the States and how that's going to work out and pan out. Like it's almost beneficial to try to start something earlier, like not earlier, but like regular time season and just see how that goes. And then kind of start to slowly faded in like how hockey's been doing it i suppose right mike do you think there's a number of games they would play without fans do you think it would only be a couple do you think they'd go half a season what do you think i think it's going to have to be no more than like three or four at the most right um it's a walk-up league it's a gate-driven league so i don't see how they can afford if you're paying the players you're paying the staff you're yeah you have to have the money coming in right and if they're not necessarily getting from the government, then they're going to have to figure out other ways to do it. I've seen lots of different options. People talking about wearing sponsors on jerseys like they would in soccer, for instance. Um, I don't care. Just whatever it's going to take to get us some football. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what they'll do is they'll say, okay, well, everyone's scheduled to be starting their vaccinations, say, in, you know, July, August. So they figure out, okay, well, let's say by end of September, everyone's more or less got their vaccinations and have waited out that period so we can start four games before that and and at least get some momentum going so they're watching the games on tv because they're going to want the money from tsn and in order to do that they need to have games on tv right so they can afford to do that and they'll work it backwards from there how much can we afford to do and then if they could afford to do an entire you know half season without pay getting income from that then they would do a full season, but I just don't think they have that kind of money. Right. And I think, I think I, I saw a couple of things on the ads on the jerseys and I don't think it was horrible. Like if it's a way that you can kind of change the business model to get some action going, I think I'm, I'm kind of all for it. And so be it. Yeah. Like how, how, how did NASCAR become huge? <laughs> I mean, part of it was the fact right. that they, really big on advertising, right? And then it got bigger and bigger that way. And don't forget the possible changes in sports betting. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that was a big that was a big announcement that they're looking at making it so that you can bet single game. Uh, and if the yes. CFL can start to get a cut of that, you'd think it would help somewhat. That's a massive amount of money that you can get. Even if a small piece of is still a big amount of money. Yes, absolutely. And Brazilian Ty is all for it. Well, I I don't know. I think he was he was kind of undecided when I listened to their last show. He's like, um, well, I don't know if I need more opportunities to bet. <laughs> but he's uh, fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Come on, help us out. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I'd be excited about being able to have those those one shot one off shots at trying to win something like i think that'd be kind of funny right like okay are they gonna pass on the first play or run on the first play (laughs) okay well sure i'm gonna throw a couple bucks down see what happens right every now and again it'd be kind of fun and i was saying off off uh, mike that before we started that 
I think that the team itself should be betting on Bodog and what the team's name's going to be. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, is it like 5,000 to one or 50,000 to one that they're going to go with Rough Riders? Yeah. I think they should arrange something with Saskatchewan and say, listen, for one year, we're going to call ourselves that. We'll split the money. Let's put 10 grand on this. <laughs> yeah, so would it be Rough Rough Dash Riders? Is that how they whatever. do it? Whatever. Whatever. R U F F R Y D E R S. I don't care. We can go with that for a year and then change it to Elks or Elk Hounds or anything that isn't Evergolds, you know. Yeah, that's right. A year yeah. later. Yeah. And once we've got our, you know, $50 million from winning the bet. Just no, yeah, no spider plants allowed. Exactly. Um, <laughs> spider plants I like. Well, but okay. But. <laughs> Evergold? Not Evergolds. Okay, okay. No. Just, just I like check. spider plants. Okay, just making sure okay, making sure that we have that clarified. Okay. Um <laughs> speaking of Bodog, did you see the uh the early lines on uh, teams winning the Grey Cup this year? Sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd what say, do you think uh, the safest bet would be on purpose. that one? <laughs> good value on us. Good value on us, yes. Plus nine hundred. Yeah, that's yep. not a that's not a bad. I I think I might throw I'd some throw us a couple of bucks cash. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, I was kind of surprised. I think most of the uh, the writers that commented on that were saying the same thing. That that's really low to put Edmonton in seventh, basically of of the teams yeah. to win. That anyway. Okay, well I guess we'll see how that goes. Anybody got a couple of bucks they want to throw down? <laughs> I sure, I think I might. Yeah. Uh, some other positive news, uh, follow, uh, well, you should be following pay it forward with football anyway, but they announced, uh, Calvin McCarty as their ambassador and, uh, That's could so not cool. think of a better guy to be part of, uh, pay it forward with football. So, uh, we'll try and, and get Calvin on here to talk to him about that. And, uh, I, I just thought that that was a really easy marriage between two people that, uh, or two, uh, spots that we think would be great to to promote football yeah oh it's i mean calvin's been so great in the community yeah um uh, and you know he obviously loves what he does uh the pay it forward with football guys uh quentin and samantha just do such amazing work in the community as well putting the two together i think it's just greater than the sum of its parts yeah absolutely they're just so great with people like how could yeah. you not like either either teams right like Calvin is just ugh, the pinnacle of what you want a, a player to be. Yeah. Seriously, like put him on a pedestal because he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. My jersey sitting right there. And he's, we're all liking this. Yeah, that's very good. Nice. Excellent. Uh, well, before we head out, I should say this episode is also brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally-focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Want to start your day informed? Check out The Pulse, Taproot's new daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. You'll also get a little bit of whimsy from features such as A Moment in History, super fan, uh, chart of the week and the Friday podcast pick and it's free. You can sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. Let's get some. Uh, I like history. I've, I've kind of figured that's why I paused to figured that you would like that spot right there. <laughs> 
I do. Yeah, exactly. You know who else likes history? The History Wrangler, who is doing shows that include us, uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, Mike, you wrote all those great history pieces. Uh, We're taking some turns reading them out. We're trying to work on some more. So that's a pretty pretty cool thing. And uh, so check that out. And a little battle with our horseman buddies. So that's always fun. Oh, it's going to be tight. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tight or oh, it's going to be fun, though. Okay, yeah. Toys like Toyger. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, I do want to do a, a quick uh, plug here for the Edmonton Chargers. That's the team that my son was playing on. Uh, they're doing a 50-50 to support their program, and it's a great program that gets uh, young kids playing football. Uh, go to edmontonchargers.com. It goes through till March the 14th. I think the total uh, the total pot can be 5000 so the winner can get up to 2500 and I believe they're wow. almost to 4000 already. So uh, get involved in that. I think it's a, a great thing to support some uh, community football uh, right in Edmonton. Uh, of course, there's lots of great shows coming out from the CFPN these days. So catch up on all the free agency moves and everything else that's going on in the league at cfpodnetwork.ca. And our good friends at the Alouette's Flight Deck are getting a new look soon. So keep your oh. eyes out on their Twitter account. It looks very interesting. I've heard there's going to be some teasers coming. Uh, yeah, there's a few. There's at least one teaser out already. So it's pretty exciting. Yep. Pretty exciting. Uh, and of course, make sure you check out all the great shows on the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Stretch it out for Wow. Later. Yeah, that's pretty good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so was Kayla's face in the reaction. I know, yeah. She really... Yeah. We need a channel of just Kayla Reacts. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our new Twitter account. Kayla Reacts. It's just all the... Everything. All the and gifts. silently. Yes. Yeah. Not a video podcast. That's what we'll call the Twitter account. It's at not a video podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Kayla reacts. Okay. Uh, thank you again to Ricky Collins Jr. for joining us. You can yes. follow him on yeah, Twitter man. at real underscore two XS. Um, and uh, on Instagram, did you remember what it was again? Yeah. Three underscore gully, I think, or three gully. Three. Uh, yeah. Three, three under, underscore, underscore gully. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, find, uh, find Ricky out there and uh, thank him for being on the show and tell him to come back and talk more football with us. Cause we'd love yes. to. Uh, where do we find you guys online? Super fan. Uh, you can find me at uh, 56 Parkies, uh, generally at most of those places, and at Esk's History, which will be going a bit of a rebrand itself coming up pretty well. Yeah, okay. Mm. We're excited for that. Um, and you, Commissioner? You can find me at Duchess Lombardi on the Twitch. Wonderful. And of course, you can find the show. You can join in on all the huddles at the Turf District on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, before we head on, I do want to send a quick uh, green and gold shout out to our good friend Celeste. Uh, I did yes. mention it on the YouTube live, but uh, Celeste uh, lost uh, her husband Dave before Christmas, a, a, also a good friend of the podcast. And uh, they were always regulars at the tailgate. Um, great people. And uh, Celeste has been really strong going through this and and now she's, you know, taking that next step of selling her house and she's going to be moving closer to where her, her grandbaby soon will be. Uh, Yes. uh, Celeste, we're, we're thinking about you and uh, I wanted to make sure that we, we sent a special shout out to her that uh, we're sending her all the, all the green and gold love that we can. 
Absolutely. Excellent. So we will be back in two weeks. We will talk, hopefully, maybe a a couple of more signings. Uh, We'll catch up with what is going on as far as return to play and things like that. Otherwise, we may just talk about other new music because, hey, that was a good kick off the show. Yeah. And maybe someone from the team, if we're lucky. We'll see how that goes. Hey, you know, see what they like for music. Yeah, that's the, I've got to ask that question next time. All right, so for Commissioner K and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 